I have now lovingly hit the. T- I have the new Skype, and I don't know. Did you get my text, by the way, with my image? I did. Okay, just want to make sure. I don't know. I I couldn't. I was like, that was the only way I could figure out how to take it and send it. So sorry if that didn't work out well. Nope, okay, I'll be right back. I feel bad because that woman that runs Emerson and the gang. She's having a tough. She day. keeps getting negative comments from people. But it's like just leave her alone. There's more like, of I don't us get than it. Of her. Sue, do you follow Emerson on Facebook? I don't get it. It's like, why people don't complain when people put a little coat on a dog. Why are you complaining that it's on a cat? This is what I'm having. uh, Oh, is this the cat that, the funky cat that's all. Well, he has, yeah, he, I guess because of. No, it's not Bob. Um, Oh, not little Bob, no. Type in um, on Facebook, when you have a second here, type in, um, it's Emerson and the gang at Miller's Safe Haven and like it. He was abused by his I hate to even call her the owner because she obviously didn't brings, treat him well. Yeah, brings him into the Humane Society. He's 10 years old. She had stomped on him, so his neck and back were broken. And never right. taken care of, so his back legs don't work. Yeah, he um, right. he, he had fleas. He was, de- he was chronically dehydrated. He had a number mm-hmm. of issues. So this woman has rescued them, but she has to take him to work with her every day. So he's the mascot at the Humane Society. Yeah. He has a wheelchair. She has to put him in onesies and a diaper. Because he has a catheter. Because he, he can't, can't, like, he can't go on his own because he, right. you know. And she puts cute little, cute little clothes on him because he has missing fur because of flea infestation. And he has, mm-hmm. um, he, she says he gets cold very easily because of the missing fur. And be, just because he's had so many issues with dehydration. So she puts him in little, you know, like cute, which people send her the clothes, like, because, and she says, like, every day she gets negative comments from people saying, like, about, like, how she dresses him and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't understand why people are so So mean. If you don't like it, just ignore it. I mean, like, people are just so hateful. I don't understand it. And, you know, it's like you see little dogs with a sweater or whatever. You don't say anything. So just because it's a cat, like, I don't get it. People think he should be put down. I, I think it's terrible. Like people well, just need to leave her alone. There's a disposable mentality with pets because people think there's yeah. so many pets who are put down every day, and you're going so far to save this one and stuff. They'll just put them down and get another cat. That's how people's. But minds. he's a happy cat, right? Yeah, and I just don't. I mean, I don't get it. My friend's dog passed away yesterday. Mm. They. He was like 15 years old. He was a wiener dog. He was about yeah. 15 years old. They got him when he was a year old, and from the time that they got him until the time that he died, he had a white ring around his muzzle because the people that had him before my friends taped his mouth shut. Aww. And it was so badly done that from that moment on, the hair on that in that area grew back white. I mean, Aww. that's how traumatizing it was for him. Like we feel bad, and we're welcoming the live stream. By the way, I hit the the damn record button. Um, like like we feel bad because because uh, Herbie is so excited for food that anytime we cook, he's jumping on the counter and he's trying to jump in the pots and he's trying to get everything. So we have to put him in like the back pantry room, and we usually put Chuck in there with him. And there he's trapped in there with two litter boxes, uh, a place to sit, uh, lots of toys, water, toys, and, and you know like a two rug, beautiful windows. A rug that we actually bought that he's able this is new 
a rug that we bought that he's able to scratch because it's an indoor-outdoor rug, and you would think literally we dropped him into his own grave that we made him dig, and he's crying at the door the whole time, and we feel like horrible cat parents, but I'm like, at least I'm not stomping But, him. yeah, but I can't have him eating food that can make him sick right. either, and yeah. you can't have him jumping up and eating food that yeah. he's not supposed to eat. Like, so. for example, right now, Chuck is in the kitchen, and he's opening all the doors. Yeah. So he's nice. Chuck is actually in the pot right now. Oh, there he goes. There he is. He's in. He's in with the turkey pot. Oh, there, All right. oh, there well, he goes. Well, you know what? Puts hair in his chest. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, which he already has plenty of. He has plenty of hair in his chest, <laughs> for he is a cat. Yeah. He's a cat. So, anyway. So. Very interesting. So we're going to get going tonight. We have a lot to do here. Now, I just have to warn the listeners that we, we watched a movie for tonight, and there is the chance that later in tonight's episode, um, Danielle and Bob may have a little spot. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I just, I just had a feeling. I'm like, Bob's gonna say something. He's gonna make, like, and I'm gonna have to go at him for or it. Or he's gonna make a little <laughs> passive aggressive comment, like, "Oh, well, you know, it wasn't the best, but." And Danielle's gonna have <laughs> actually. I do. Okay. Well, I'll wait. We can but wait. I, I we can I wait. Have criticism. We can. I wait. actually have. I have nitpick criticisms, and I have one actual large criticism that kind of bothered me a lot. Bob doesn't like the Spanish, but let's start tonight's episode, then we'll get to it. Screw the Spaniards, <laughs> Boobuanians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning. Great. I'm joking. All right. So, yeah, we should probably start the show. I think that's safe. I don't think we have any Spanish hardcore listeners. No, you don't Spanish. know that. Yeah, do math in my head. We got two in Mexico, but I don't think we have anyone on. On behalf oh, yeah. of everyone here at the Pirate Weekly Studios, we apologize to any Spanish listeners <laughs> who may have been offended by the following comments. No bueno. And with that, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? You love scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, Ryan way, I can't cook. I, can't go. I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and right, burning okay. dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing bombs? I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmeal. Wake up and smell the oatmeal. Oh, smell the oatmeal. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn Jim, what are you doing? I have a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. (laughs) Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we? Oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. (laughs) Bob, we're on a time 
<laughs> Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. Ooh, Ooh that's going to be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not like even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got, I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. Good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. Challenge accepted. Race just says, nope, sorry, Bob. thought you'd have my back. doesn't have the fruit. It's fracking cold here. But I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, he's slowing down! We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! This is awesome! It's like Blu-ray quality! It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns! This is exceptional! You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, my you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> right? one time. The <laughs> That's hilarious. It's harder to say than my That's oral. wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E, Jack. Bob is a boob man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the coffee, Boobwainians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning oh, yet Bob, not really... What? You missed it. What? Wake up and sp- smell the Spanish coffee, Boobwainians. The Spanish coffee, no. a thing? Really? Really? No, it is, because Martin Sheen says it, it, that it, it, Spanish coffee real? is so strong. For that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, she also... Up late and I've had a whole mic. Not only did she just derail it, but she said, wake up and spell. She did. (laughs) She didn't even get the line right. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I've come up with something else. Let's pay. (laughs) Sue, play the intro again. Bob's a boob man. I want to go last. (laughs) Isn't that what it's on? Isn't that what it's in the introduction? I swear to God. Anyway. Wake up and smell all the Spanish food, Poobwainians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning show yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and joining me at the table of awesome this week are my usual friends, starting with my bestest friend ever, who may not actually be my bestest friend ever, but it's okay, I make him think that (laughs) I'm no longer your BFF, apparently. Um, I have so many thoughts right now. Number one is, next time Danielle asks me what I feel like for dinner on date night, I'm going to say Spanish. Number one. (laughs) And uh, number two, I have no doubt that Sue left in that whole bit where you're like, Sue, insert the music here. Okay, Bob, and there's no music. (laughs) No, she's going to. She's all the behind-the-scenes stuff in. There was. There was a moment hey, in last I week's episode. A bunch of stuff the other day. No, you cut out him saying, cut this out. And then you left it in. <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about that on uh, that about that on the air. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, speaking of my other fellow drinking buddies, there's also Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing? 
Um, good. I've never been called a drinking buddy before. <laughs> you have been drunk on a podcast, I remember that. Oh, yeah, that was so Hi, everybody! That was so unfortunate. Yeah, that was... No, yeah. no, it's very that's fortunate. got you on the podcast. We loved it. You know what I find funny is that never has made it into any introduction of... Oh, podcast. yeah, that's because Ryan makes the intros and he leaves me out of everything. He, <laughs> no, that doesn't make any because, sense. Because... That makes no sense. I love no, Because his wife is not funny enough for the intro. Jen, his hilarious but his wife no no not so much and i was like you took out the part where i was like isn't it romantic and that was funny and you should have left that in and you took it out does anyone else think she's been like, sitting on this for a long time there's always some kind of reference to how you like to not include her in every ep- every single episode of the show no there was one bit where it was the part where we were talking about uh, hermione's magically expanding bag and the clip went like on and on and on and on and on so i cut it at one point but because no, no, I no, cut no, it, no. There was no. like one line Danielle had. No, no, no. This is what happened. He made an intro that was like five minutes long. He's like, oh, I gotta cut some time out. So we listened to the original. It was really funny. Then they listened to the new one. I'm like, really? So you cut all my parts out? I gotta That's tell what you. you did. I gotta tell you right now. This right here is gonna make a future one because it's actually it's, it's good stuff. It's, I like this. Well, okay, why like, do you think I would cut you if you introductions? Is that literally half of the introduction is literally me saying lines from the introduction? Like, yeah. wake up yeah. and smell the coffee. Wake up and smell the donuts. <laughs> wake up and smell the chicken, the chicken eggs and bacon, folks. It's like there's so much of that crap in it. I'm like, but yet the other stuff gets cut out. See, see. Speaking of being amused, we also have our lovely producer Sue. Sue, how are you doing this afternoon? Spanish. I'm tired. <laughs> and I've had a whole mic, and then I knocked the bottle on the floor. I hope it was empty. Drunkards. I am drinking uh, some <laughs> delicious apple cider at the moment. Bob always has cider now. Apple cider every time. It's a hard day at the office. No, I know. I, I know. Hard cider. Although, in fairness, Sue's drunk in the middle of the afternoon. What time is it there, Sue? Well, it's after five. It's <laughs> the I got what you. Happy hour. But we've been doing this for an hour. She started drinking at like four. It's five o'clock still. Oh, I started drinking at four thirty when I came. That's here a perfectly res- respectable <laughs> hour. Because we needed to drink to get through that meeting. We did it anyway. That's our yeah. first meeting we've had like since the time Bob had to take a call from the president. Remember that? What? <laughs> we haven't had a meeting in a while, but we've had a few. When we we did a planning meeting for the podcast to, to figure out the name, and Bob came, he's like, "I have to go. I have to take this call." And he was uh-huh. gone for like two hours. I'm like, "I think it was the president." Like. <laughs> <laughs> so that funny. And that I'm was like, not like a. That was not a voice chat. That was a text chat. No, we were. No, it was a. It was a voice chat. Because remember, we were like. What were we? We were like dresser cast or something oh, stupid, like armoire cast, something. Oh, that was. That Jen's idea. It was like baby names, and she gets down to like Farkle. Like it's like all the names that you don't. Think <laughs> Farkle. Farkle. Okay. Oh, by the way, watched a single episode of that show. It makes me weird thing. Weird thing with that show. I, I like it's doing well in the ratings for Disney, but they'll do the thing where they air like one episode a month, and they keep changing the time slot. The season finale was on last week or the week before. There's nice. a new episode out next week. What? Because apparently they thought June was too far for us to wait for the new season. What? So they are, they, they pulled an episode from the, from either this season or last season. So there's going to be an episode on Friday or next Friday. And then it's gone again for like five weeks. Okay. I can't figure it out. Oh, children networks, they can never figure their shit out. Although they did announce that, uh, Mr. Mr. Turner is returning. They do need to like cut the sap. It's It's very sappy. It's so sappy. It's ridiculous. That's, 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 
That's Boy Meets World. I know. No, 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 no. Boy Meets World was never that sappy. Yeah, Boy Meets World was never that sappy. You know what it is? I think part of it is that on Boy Meets World, Corey's parents, I always felt were very, they felt like real parents to me. They weren't, um, I don't know, they weren't over the top, but they felt very real and grounded, I guess. Whereas I feel like Corey and Topanga, it just feels like Corey and Topanga and Corey's really goofy sometimes and he's just over the top sappy. Right. Like, so Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe part of it. Um, They just got toned down the sap. Yeah. Too much sap. And some of the dialogue is just so bad. Like, I'm like, who wrote this, George Lucas? Yes. Come on. It was pretty bad. Yes. Like, there was one where they had a date and one of the characters is like, these are the moments you remember a lot. I'm like, who says that? Like, says that this is the moment i will remember i'm like what really really <laughs> okay no 12 year old says that no, exactly well especially since he's like 17 18 well, how 17. old are they was supposed to be 13 they're supposed to be like 13 yeah. I, th- I think they're actually gonna do a plot line where like one of them was held back for three years and that's why he's shaving oh. well, you mean lucas yes okay <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the only one that looks old enough. Well, Corey has a great line in one. He's 26! Yeah. <laughs> really? They actually, they actually, like, no. go... Uh, okay. he, he puts, like, a line in where he's like, he's 37! Well, they, they, yeah, they, they actually are putting in a lot of um, Beyond the Fourth Wall references because it's so... Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there was one where Topanga's trying to recall her first date with Corey, and she brings up, like, seven different things because on the original show, they kept changing their backstory so much. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's cute. It's funny. Why are we talking about Girl Meets World? I don't know. God. We're just shooting the shit around the table. That's what shoot the shoot shit means. The shit. Exactly. The shit is shot. Shit. What? That's not easy the to shit say. With the shit was shot. Is the, that what the you shit, said? The shit was shot. Oh, I, I, Ryan. oh, I heard from Jen today. She she sends her love. I was I was on Facebook. I'm like, oh, so this person's angry at their mother, and this person had a baby, and Jen is bitching about taxes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, we all kind of. That's that. all right. She does. Don't we all? She I does. was uh, I was at work the other morning, and um, I see some. I see like this grocery person who I see all the time, and he's out like stocking shelves, and I'm like, oh, he's wearing an Attack on Titan sweatshirt. It took me a minute, and I he walked by later. I was like, oh, I like your sweatshirt. And he's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, yeah, I love that show. He's like, oh, really? I'm like. Why else would I like your sweatshirt? Like it has the survey, it has the survey cord like symbol on it. I'm like, why? Why else would I like your sweatshirt? Oh, I thought it was <laughs> Sue Phone. So apparently, we're not getting another more of that till 2016. Uh, well, is that, nice. is that right? I keep forgetting what year it is. Well, and I keep forgetting they're making a live action, which I don't yeah, get. Live action is sure in no. the anime. Is so anime. like, do you know? I thought is it was the live action gonna be a movie. Or is it yeah, going to live action movie? There, there's a trailer. I wonder what it's going to be rated. Well, yeah. about this last time. Yes, <laughs> you were here. We're, what, what, what are you doing at night now? We had this know. whole conversation. I don't know. Zoning. I thought it was 2016 all day. Well, and you're yelling at me for zoning? The conversation yeah, it was. The night yeah. That she- no. She that, was, that was like a month she ago. Na- yes. <laughs> well, that was part of the meeting, Danielle. We need you to sleep less during the podcast. No, all day today, I thought I'm it was... sorry, but I didn't know how to find the mute button on the new Skype. <laughs> The new Skype's shit. I haven't upgraded yet. I'm, I'm gonna hold out as long as I can. No, I thought it was 2016 all day, and I was, Why? I was, I don't know, but I was driving home today, and I'm on the phone with Danielle, and we were talking about her brother, who I am six months older than him. So he is six months younger than me. And, my, and Danielle's like, he's 35. He should do this. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm 35? <laughs> what the hell did I turn 35? <laughs> 
totally missed your birthday. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. His birthday was a couple of months ago. How come Skype didn't tell me? How come Facebook didn't tell me? How come the forum didn't tell me? Something's wrong here. Oh, was that years ago? And it was, there was something where you thought it was my birthday. Yeah, because oh it, my was God. The, it was, you have the, the exact same front birthday as my friend Mike. Me? Yes. Like, I just realized yes! for Facebook to see if you, maybe you didn't put your Facebook, uh, your birthday on Facebook so we wouldn't know. That's funny. You're both going on the 18th. We were. Mm. January 18th. Very interesting. If now I, want, now I can remember your birthday. If anyone yeah. wants to guess, steal my identity, here's a hint. I'm not 35. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're just giving you everything you need to know. I love the, um, it's, it's the lifeguard commercial where the CEO of the company is like, we'll protect your identity, just like we're protecting mine. I should know. My social security number is 047. Do it. Oh, <laughs> God, that commercial, I know. I'm so glad I don't have to watch commercials anymore. You don't watch commercials? No, you got, you, we, Mom tapes everything. In. We we watch everything 10 minutes after it starts, so we can fast forward there to you the go. commercials. You know how um, on Facebook you get, like, the stuff along the side, whether it's ads or just other websites, whatever. Yeah. So mine right now is a picture of Screech uh-huh. from Saved by the Bell oh, when he was man. like 13 or whatever, yeah. winking at me. That's, that's And underneath it says 34 celebs accused of murder. <laughs> that's weird. Well, he stabbed a man, but he didn't kill anyone. Well, he's winking at me and he's killed a man, so. He's a weird looking yeah, guy. He's strange. Him and Lisa went nuts, apparently. Yes. He's a turtle. Oh, that's, that's, mo- that's meaningful because he always had a thing for her. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, that's sad. They all hate each other, apparently. Well, do they all? Because they just did that, well, they did that reunion on, um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Not Jimmy Kimmel. Sorry, not Jimmy Kimmel, on, um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Screech, I think they, yeah, they they all hate Screech and Lisa's nuts. That's pretty much what I've determined. I shouldn't say nuts, but she's got mental health issues. It's more correct. Way to be insensitive, right? Well, I remember what we did to the Spanish, Danielle, and I didn't want to smile (laughs) on. Anyway. Anyway. I had a conversation about you last night, Danielle. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, it wasn't me. It was the person I was talking to who said, I said, I'm going out to see Ryan and Danielle. And the person I was talking with said, I've never had the opportunity to meet Danielle. I would really like to, but I will never forget meeting Ryan. Uh Uh-oh. Who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Should I tell you? I think you should because I'm trying to figure out who the hell I meant that Danielle has. You who would have met Ryan but not Danielle. Hmm. And he's very disappointed that you guys went to Florida to Disney World and did not let him know because he would have loved to have joined you. Was it Aaron? I know exactly. Aaron. Aaron. You met Aaron? Yeah, he he flew up here. That was the day that, um, Bob, who was your friend who hung up on you? Who lives in Boston? It's uh, the spellcaster. Was that Gwen? Gwendolyn Grace. Gwendolyn Grace hung up on me as I was trying to get directions. She hung up on me. Good luck, buddy. And I got the phone. Yeah, uh, Aaron Club. It was Julia was here. Oh, that day. Because we had to go. You find had to find a kosher deli. We had to find a kosher deli. And Julia's like, "Well, come on, this kosher deli is not going to find itself." I'm like, "Apparently, we're finding our kosher deli. We had to like, take off." Oh, I didn't. I forgot Aaron was there. I think it was down oh, the Cape. Well, bummer. No, it's too bad I miss Aaron. So, yeah, uh, well, we had a wonderful time last night. We podcasted and, and we came up with a, uh, a saying. We, we started a drinking game on GFW last night. Well done. Yes. It's good. I think we should take a shot every time Bob goes, mm. Th- That's Bob's end of the night. I'm very bored with this conversation noise. He's like, uh, that's not, that's not my board grunt. That's a different time. Jen used to have one. If anyone ever remembers this, this is Jen on, on early PFWs. Mm-hmm. Uh. Remember that? And you had to try and edit that into something interesting to amuse people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. 
You should I, make it all sassy and be like, mm-hmm. I did an episode mm-hmm. where Rena made that. It was me and Rena. It's like episode nine. And she did that so many times. I found a clip of her giving a raspberry. Maybe it's a southern thing. And, and I cut it in every single time she mm-hmmed me. I had her go, that was more of a That's great. That was, that was I've right. never been an mm-hmmer. Oh, it's, it's the um, mm-hmm. See? He just did it. <laughs> like, I don't even know if Bob knows where he is right now, but he sounds like he's contributing. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where I'm at, Ryan. Thank okay. you very much. I'm not like some seven-year-old man who has dementia. Seven-year-old? Seven-year-old? Seven he said seventy. I said seventy. <laughs> <laughs> seven-year-olds get dementia. Yeah. Well, you know, they have trouble focusing. That's so. true, too. So, I, I want to talk about Will Wheaton. I was going to bring that up as well. Go ahead, Sue. All right. Well, Will Wheaton has a new RPG show that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just tickled because <laughs> Hank. Damn it, Danny. Sorry. A buzzer goes hey, off now. To be fair, mm-hmm. to, to be fair, the same thing just recently happened to me at work where I realized I was saying a certain phrase a lot what to a certain co-worker. It? Been married to you for a long time. Because Johnny pushes my buttons because he knows he can. Because he's just kidding. But I will always say in return, "What are you talking about?" Like I just say yes, it like without thinking. And so finally, I realized that I was doing it. He's like, "You know, I just say that to get you to say that." I want to throw this out there. I don't know if I've done this in the podcast before, but I want our listeners to remember this because it will come up in a future episode. Because I try and annoy Danielle when we're on the line together. I can tell Danielle is pissed at me when she does one very unique thing she calls me by my name yeah if you ever hear her speak Aww. my name she'll usually say rye she says ryan i'm dead so if she says rye she's pissed as hell listen for it all right all right sorry i didn't i didn't mean to interrupt back to other episodes it makes total sense yeah yeah i actually i i see where you where you're getting that because you, you don't ordinarily, if you live with someone, you don't ordinarily call them by their name. You say Han or D or whatever. But if she uses my name, or at worst, the nickname thereof. Or perhaps the worst yet would be, like, Dearest. <laughs> that, that has never, we've never gone that bad. We have no. never gone that bad. No. So we'll we... All right, so, back to Sue. RPG <laughs> podcast, our YouTube show. It's very exciting. I can't wait for it to start. I don't know. I, Scott linked me a thing about it starting, but the page didn't open, so I don't know what, what it said. It starts but June 5th. June 5th. I have to wait that long? Mm-hmm. It's going to start uh, the day before, the day I go to Ryan's, which means I'm... Danielle's dying over here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you stop? <laughs> it's killing her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Story. It's just funny. Um, funny. But yeah, so it's it's starring a, a couple of different people that I'm familiar <clears throat> with. Um, first and foremost is Hank Green, which I think Hank most Green. of us are pretty familiar with. Um, the one half of the Vlogbrothers. Uh, I first got to know Hank when I requested his permission to, not that I know him, know him, like, I, you know, sent emails back and forth with him getting permission to use his song on Spellcast. Um, but I also, you know, I've watched all the Vlogbrothers stuff. So that that should be fun watching him play. Um, Laura Bailey um, has voiced a couple of different ca- video game characters. Um, what's interesting is that uh, in Star Wars: The Old Republic, if you play the Jedi Knight class, 
um, you get a Padawan and she plays it, mm-hmm. uh, which can potentially become the love interest for your character, assuming you decide to go down the dark side in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes, so my, my, my white knight, Jedi knight, uh, whose only dark side followings was, you know, get, hooking up with his Padawan. Uh, yeah, she played that, that character. So I was like, I know who that is. Um, and then Allison Hayslip. Okay. I'm just going to say this. She just annoys me. Cause she's like one of those people who's like in everything, like nerdy kind of like, um, kind of like <laughs> Will Wheaton. Oh, don't get annoyed uh, with Will Wheaton. Sometimes. I'm Aww. not gonna lie, don't get me wrong. I still, I still love Will Wheaton. Um, I love lot. him. All I have to do is think about, anytime I have an ill thought about Will Wheaton, I think about Ready Player One and it just goes away. Okay. Uh, but how Allison Hayslip has kind of done like all like the whole nerdy YouTube stuff and, so I'm sure she'll be fine. I mean, it's not like I personally hate her or anything. <laughs> just a I don't know. I'm not sure. And the other guy was on episodes of, ta- I don't remember his name, but he was on episodes of Tabletop and he was interesting to watch. So I think, I think they have a good group. I mean, I think that, uh. His name is Yuri. Yuri, yeah. Hopefully it'll be a very interesting show. Um, it's a, it's a world that Will and a bunch of his writers created. It seems to be kind and of almost funky. Hmm? And his, his son, son was a part of it. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't know that. Um, and they're using a system that's a modification of a pre-existing indie system. <clears throat> sure, if I get off the top of my head, uh, so it should be fun to watch. Um, for those of for those of you who like potentially like listening to the horrors whenever we do it ever, um, and potentially of our, our new RPG game that we should probably talk about a little bit tonight because I I kind of want to do that personally. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of tabletop. In fact, uh, one of my favorite board games that I'll be talking about of all time, I found, I learned about on tabletop. Um, and so I'm excited to see what Will Wheaton and crew over at Geek and Sundry are able to come up with with this new show. So, should Very be cool. exciting. Me Very too. Cool. We'll have to check I'm it out. I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. And a total side point, keeping with uh, tabletop RPG new RPG-ish news, uh, Wizards of the Coast slash Dungeons and Dragons posted some pictures uh, from their Child's Play uh, game that they did. Are you any of you familiar with Child's Play? Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, so basically, Child's Play is an uh, is a nonprofit uh, charity put together by the the folks. Oh yes, at the, yes, yes. The, yeah, the uh, Internet uh, c- uh, Comic uh, Penny Arcade. Um, and basically what it does is it's a nonprofit that basically donates gate, like video games to children's hospitals. Oh, um, cool. So that basically, you know, like kids when they go in for like their treatments or time in in a hospital, they have video games they can play. And it's kind of been like, it was like one of the first major like gamer, uh, charities. Yeah. Um, and it's done really well. But anyway, so they have this really fancy dinner and a fancy auction. And one of the things that gets auctioned off that Wizards of the Coast actually auctions off, um, or maybe it's just Chris Perkins, uh, Chris Perkins, you know, the DM to the stars, mm-hmm. the guy mm-hmm. does all of the, uh, what's it called? Uh, acquisitions incorporation. Yeah. Acquisitions incorporate stuff. Um, you get to go to a game that he DMs. So, like, if you ever had the dream of being a part of a D&D game DM'd by Chris Perkins, you can donate a shit ton of money. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. yeah. If I ever had a shit ton of money, I, I'd definitely do it. Cause that, <laughs> that would be an experience, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, I thought that was cool. And, you know, considering we're talking all this tabletop stuff. And hopefully, if we have time, we can talk a little bit about our... We talked about it briefly on our staff side about the uh, the Fate tabletop, not tabletop, but Fate RPG game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Wizards of the Coast 
podcast actually just released a new podcast yesterday where they cuz they they've started a new um with the fifth help me out Bob what do I want to say it's Dungeons and Dragons 5 the fifth edition but it's also fifth just edition. basically known as D&D Next oh. so D&D Next has just has, came out not too long ago and they've just released the second step of that kind of um so it's they've added uh, like four new characters you could be or four new um classes classes or beings that you can be and a whole bunch of new spells and things like that and and it's sort of changed where you can uh you know do it but you can incorporate it into things that you're already doing but it also kind of gives you a new way to go it sounded hmm. really interesting so hmm. that's cuz i get those podcasts now because I'm always hoping for PAX, and apparently PAX East is going on right now, or was going on when they recorded the episode that I heard yeah, last. Yeah, PAX East was a while ago. So they did a uh, they did a uh, acquisitions incorporated at PAX East as well. Okay, so I need to look that up. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, an interesting mechanic. I that mm-hmm. I tend to be interested in doing myself someday. Definitely be a very it'd be very Potteresque, very Potteresque. Fun. Uh, yeah, they basically had their they had to defend their their headquarters, and before the fight began, they they could rearrange all of the rooms magically uh-huh. of their dungeon, if mm-hmm. you will, their dungeon headquarters, to basically kind of like help just protect, like come up the best defense possible um, against the encroaching invaders. I always find it works the best if you blow up the pipes. Because <laughs> that buys you some extra time. Yeah, we all know how well that works. Um, but yeah. It's Ron Weasley. Oh, Weasley. Speaking of Ron Weasley, as, as you guys oh. were talking, I may have zoned for a minute. Cause Danielle very slowly, t- Danielle and I are sitting at the edge of a table. She's at the, at the head of the table and on the side. So she slowly turns her laptop to face me and it's Ron Weasley then and Ron Weasley now, meaning Rupert Grant. Oh my. Oh my. Has he gotten into Dan Radcliffe's makeup at all? He didn't look. He didn't. He didn't look well. He well. He, did he have eyeshadow? Yeah. There's a, there's a well, reasonable eyeshadow. It's unfortunate. Probably from one of his new movies. I'm wondering, and he also looks like he lost a little too much weight because he looked like too skinny. Like you know. Yeah. And not like he was like in good shape in seventh uh, in the seventh movies. He looked, you know, like like maybe he worked out a little bit. He mm-hmm. had like some muscle mass. Yeah. I remember when we were watching the movie. <laughs> one point we were probably like, "Damn, look at his thighs! Like they're so huge." <laughs> And, uh, but now he just looks like gaunt, kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's for a yeah, movie he's doing. I don't know. Yeah. He's, cause I think he's, he's getting ready to be in one or two. Yeah. So there's some new ones coming out. So there you go. Oh, we're trying. So, do we want to oh. talk about fate for a minute? Yeah, I think sure. we talk about it for a sure. little bit of time. Unless the others disagree with me. No, so. No, no. I, okay, so just to bring the, the listeners up to, to speed. Oh. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sue. My bad. No, My you bad. do it because I don't have the book with me, so you so, talk about it. I'm so in host mode. It's not even funny. Okay, so basically, well, I was basically going to tell them what we're talking about, or at least what I know we're talking about. We're talking about topics to basically base the RPG off of because, you know, the auras is based off Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we eventually do plan on returning to the auras universe someday, uh, we, we, the idea would be to stay away from Harry Potter. Yes. Right, um, yeah. 
And so the two ideas that have been being kicked around are two universes that everyone in our staff, I think, are fairly, you know, familiar with. And that is Star Wars and Star Trek. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I would be, I'd be perfectly fine with either of them. I would too. I mean, would my preference be Star Wars? Yeah, sure. But yes. that's just because that uh, was the yeah. first universe that I really fell in love with. But I'm totally fine with, I would I'm really more with familiar with Star, I'm very familiar with Star Trek. I'm, uh, rudimentary, rudimentally, rudiment. Why can't I talk? I can't talk. I'm a little familiar with Star Wars. Well, Darth Vader, the father. You're <laughs> <laughs> now brief. Like. My thought process would be to like you basically you know, the way you need to do it. Um, and obviously Sue is DMing because she has all the books, and yep. so she gets to run the game. <laughs> all the books. So, I have so, one book. <laughs> yeah, one book. That, that's all the books, Sue. Um, is that, I mean, obviously you'd want to pick something that she is the most comfortable creating a story within. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's really more important. So I don't know how familiar she is with the Star Wars universe versus Star Trek. But I think like the idea would be is like, you know, if we were to do the Star Wars universe, you obviously, I'm sorry, the Star Trek universe, you obviously, we have our own ship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we are the senior officers of a, a Federation starship. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Lord. I don't know who we'd have be captain. Oh Lord! Oh God! I, don't I think I think there'd be a battle between you and Ryan for captain the captain. Lord on the bridge. I, I, was, I was joking. I was joking oh. with myself because uh, apparently I have conversations with myself. But anyway, is that if Ryan was the captain, which I'm fine with Ryan being the captain because he knows the most, and that would make the most sense. I would wish to be the first officer, and what I would number do one. Is, huh? <laughs> I've said you'd want to be number one. one. <laughs> number one. Yeah. I'll, I'll be Ryan's number one. Yeah. Uh, no, basically, it would be to, uh, in, in, uh, in honor of the great number one, uh, uh, Commander Riker. Yes. I would want to, after ever, like, whenever my character sits down in a seat. Yeah. I would need to roll to, like, 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 basically, like, step over the chair. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> into the chair. Yes. I think that would be amazing. Also. Not that I would want to be Riker. I, you know, because Scott brought up this idea of, like, would we play canon characters or we play oh, characters? Yeah. I think it'd be a lot more fun if we made up our own characters within this within the Trek slash mm-hmm. Wars universe. Yeah. yeah. We also um, have to figure out where in the universe that it's taken. Yeah, that's the thing, too, because if we're in, like, you know, let's say DS9 universe type thing, there are way more possibilities for characters. Like, one of us could be, like, a Bajoran, and one of us could be a Cardassian. Like, well, it would I'll be say really this interesting. Too. I'll say this, too. Um, the 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 canon Star Trek, the the later series, which would have been Voyager, was the last chronological series to end. That one took place. The end of it was like the like twenty three seventy eight. I think was the year. And what they did was Pocket Books has continued the universe's years ahead until. So I think if it had stayed on the air right now, we'd be at around like twenty three ninety. So it's been about thirteen years. And that's when parts of the Star Trek, the Abrams movies took place. The, the, the Spock scenes in the end took place mm, then. Right. What they did is for the Star Trek Online series that um, we were talking about, what they did was they moved it 20 years ahead to 2409. And they did, and they kind of filled in the blanks on what's been happening, you know, politically speaking with the Federation and all the different alien races. So now it's basically... 50 years from, like, the first season of The Next Generation is where, like, quote-unquote, it is now. I know nothing about that. (laughs) Like, I haven't been following it. So if we 
like it's interesting where we pick places to, to set it because I know mm. nothing about like so depending on like what year we yeah have. like if yeah. you set it during one of the existing series I know everything if you set it like fifty years well because we'll like, probably okay. want to determine that because you might want to make reference to yeah. uh, you know Kirk or Spock or do we make reference to Picard and you know well you apparently know, like they that. brought you the book oh really yeah well it's interesting is that uh, I think. In any situation, in any existing universe, I think one of the fun things is being able to play around with the canon characters. Like, mm. you know, yeah, you know, you know, the USS Pufwa. Should- oh God, <laughs> <laughs> we're going down! <laughs> I'm not trying to make the case for the Star Trek. I have, I have the Pufwa on scanners. They're spinning like they. Why would like, they're running in circles? <laughs> the fourth thruster is a head fall, and the back thruster is back fall. What are they doing? They're spinning. <laughs> It's like uh, one guy's driving the front, one guy's driving the back. The USS Pukwa, it needs to have a goat symbol on it, a goat icon. This is why we will not do the USS Pukwa. Yeah. Oh, you're no fun at know all. Who the no Pufwa, know who the Pukwa would be? What? Like, Andy Dick, who I think is a dick, but Andy Dick did a, uh, did a, did a guest spot on Star Trek, and they had... Yeah, he um, was the EME. Yeah, they had Bob Picardo. Robert Picardo's character is this hologram that they transmit him from the other end of the galaxy, from Voyager, like, transmit him home, trying to, like, warn someone that Voyager is out there somewhere. And they he ends up on the one ship that's been captured by the Romulans. Yeah. And the only other person on the ship is, like, the, is the that ship's hologram. EME. So it's Andy Dick... And Bob Picardo have to like take over the ship from the Romulans, mm-hmm. and like at one point they're they're under attack, and like the Andy Dick like falls over and hits a button, and that like separates. The, that is the USS Pufwa. It's like we're doomed, <laughs> and then Bob hits the red button, and it's like attack pattern one. <laughs> like yeah, and like we blow yeah up yeah somewhere. specify attack pattern. Yeah. Um, attack pattern Delta. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that is the USS Pufwa. It's right like there. specify target. Romulans! Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much it. If, if it worked like that, we could, yeah, maybe, you know, <laughs> take down some That's the USS Pope. I'm actually more intrigued to try and find, like, how the USS Pope would fit into Canada. Well, and then on the other side of that, because I, I still want to make the case for a Star Wars RPG. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. The, the question becomes is where, where in the Star Wars timeline do you have mm. the, 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 the game take place? Do you do the, do you do the Clone Wars time era? Do you do the Rise of the Empire era? Do you do, you know, the, the original trilogy era? Do you do post original trilogy era? Um, you guys okay. realize that I know the least of any of you on both of these things. I'm going to be the perfect DM because I'm not going to have a clue what's oh, happening. Sue would be one of those people that would watch Star Trek Enterprise and, and not realize she's supposed to hate it and would appreciate it. But I thought <laughs> I would hate it, and I didn't hate it. I loved it. it no, was well, actually, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was a good series, but most of the fans were preconditioned, were preconditioned to hate it because of the theme song. Well, and I didn't like the theme song at first, and then the damn song grew on me. It grew on me. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like the people who watched that one are the people who literally, like, were under a rock and didn't watch Star Trek yeah. before the years. No, like, I was so, I, I think you're right. I, w- I didn't want to like it, because I'm like, stupid theme song. Like, shouldn't be words in the theme song to stupid Star Trek. Brag brag. But yeah. then I liked it. Damn it. So, all right, Bob. Do you have a, uh, if we do Star Trek, we're going to be senior officers on a ship. Do you have an idea for the Star Wars? I like the idea is that you basically, you place it in probably the original trilogy area. area. I would, because we I, know the I most know about it. Yeah. Um, what I would do is I would say that basically maybe that we are kind of like, um, 
a band of roving, uh, I'm not saying like we're bounty hunters or we're smugglers, but I think the idea of having like, basically we have our own ship and we're going across the galaxy doing our thing. Um, I really want to secretly be a Jedi, uh, but that's just me wanting to be a Jedi. Hey Bob, uh, I think you, I think you should be a Wookiee. Because then <laughs> you can, yeah, <laughs> you can practice your Chewbacca and be like. Bob's not here that day. Just have Scott fill it and just yeah. rattle everything. One of no, somebody's Chewbacca. Somebody's gonna be a Wookiee. I mean, come on. Well, that'd be an interesting way to do it. But I think oh, that's yes, Yoda, I would be. Yes. Well, you wouldn't be Yoda. You would damn. Be- well, what is Yoda? We don't even really know you like know. what he is. George just won't let us know. Yeah, that's uh, true. Well, but so you could make yourself into a Yoda-like character. You could be the female Yoda. <gasps> yes, yes. Yoda had to have a mother, right? Never mind. The, the Star Trek idea sounds a lot better. <laughs> let's do the, Let's be the Ferengi. I find your lack of faith disturbing. And in the uh, and and kind of in this same vein, I'm going to throw up Firefly. Well, that would life. work, but we have not. But I could. Ryan and I need to finish I could, the series. I could, I could seriously finish it. So I don't know what. Five now. Huh? No, I mean, if I was under the and, gun, well, I could watch the damn And we don't have to, like, we can pick one and play with it for a while and then go, okay, this is fun. Now okay. let's do Firefly and somebody else can DM it. And That's I true. Mean, it's, it's an easy enough thing to do, I think, having listened to Critical Hit play it and mm-hmm. sort of read through the book and stuff. That's easy, Sue. I'm just going to warn you now. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. How hard could it be? But it's something that we Famous can, last words. you can do one for a while and then go, okay, now we're going to switch and we're going to go and do Firefly or we're going to go play. You can play different things, you know. I'm, I'm just going to say this and I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people in saying it. I enjoy Firefly, but the universe is not nearly developed enough to, I think, to really do it. Yeah, that's true. With. I mean, like, there's like, what, eight, eight, nine episodes? And don't get me wrong. It's like, like 13, what they have right? It's like very cool. It's a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Like, Western slash, you know, you know, space, space stuff. Yeah. Like, like, compared to like universes such as like Star Wars and Star Trek, it doesn't right. even hold a candle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, I think, you know, the Star Trek one, I, to be honest with you, I think it'd be fun. Because I okay. think Ryan would probably, like, when I suggested the idea of doing a, a Star Trek RPG, I think Ryan lost his shit. He's like, so excited, like, when can we start? Well, I'm like, I know all about it! Yeah. Exactly. So, which is probably why, maybe in reality, Ryan should be in Star Trek. But, um. I know. I, he knows a lot about. <clears throat> and, and that's, I mean, that's a possibility too. If yeah. you want to do that, and then you'd probably be much better at it because you have, you know more about it. I mean, it'd be simple enough for me to send you this book, or. Well, I mean, at the same time, this is your thing, Sue, and I think that you should DM the first whatever we do, um, because you seem really excited about it. Yeah. But then again, I, as much as I hate to say this, the idea of being a part of an RPG where we're on a starship, a Federation starship, where Ryan's the captain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be great, too. There's a part of me that seems kind of really amused by that. You would need to probably bring in some other people in order to, like, make it. I mean, I don't know how you would do it, I and mean, that's up to you as a DM, but... But yeah, I think yeah, it'd be I, I'm trying to think of of a way that's gonna work where because it, it's gonna be have to be you know somewhat contained. So 
is it just uh, bringing in other ships to fight, or are we going to be like well, the thing, the, the, planets? The thing, or well, for I mean, example, that, like usually at RPGs, when you're an adventurer, you pretty much have nothing really dictating you to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so your players can really do what they want. And in the case of the Star Wars RPG, you would have that problem. Um, but in the case of a Star Trek RPG, you're dealing with <clears> characters <throat> who all are a part of a military organization. Mm. Well, not, well, granted, I don't know if they're really... Okay, but... Well, I don't know if they're necessarily military, but they're a part of a an infrastructure where they receive orders from people and they go there because that's, that's the orders. Okay. Are so, like, in the case of, like, you, you don't need Ryan to be like, I feel like going to Alpha Centauri 5 today. It needs to be, you know, like, you know, an admiral tells, you know, Captain Ryan that you need to go check out this Romulan disturbance and... The admiral is clearly corrupt. <laughs> Happens all the time. Sorry, the time. I'm just I'm just combining you with their other character, Captain Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? God, you have to make up a new character. Nah. Along the lines of Picard, then say you know. Oh my God, Picard! I have no idea how Picard lasted as long as he did because the first season he couldn't surrender fast enough every single episode. All in, always in his conference room. He was conference. Conference. Earl Grey hot. Yep. Back yep. So, but I have to say, his fish so, tank was cool. I got to see it in real life. So I think we're saying uh, TNG era. Yeah, I would. I would do. Yeah, I, I would go a little ahead. I would probably do DS9 era because then you can play. There's crossover the there. there. Well, it's I it's watch those shows. Well, you would love that. I know, but I don't have time for it. Oh, Bob, you always have. We have how many times have we had this conversation? I don't have time to watch this. I'm on episode twelve. By the way, I have. I have. Like, I have, I have for the record, I should do. I, I'm gonna do. Um, 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 Star Trek. The which one is it? What What's the one we listened to, Ryan? That hasn't been out in a while. Oh, no, we Star can't Trek do Outpost. Outpost. Yeah, we'll do Outpost. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I prefer TNG personally, but I. The problem is I have to watch all of TNG and then I have to watch uh, Deep Space Nine. Well, take months. I will say this: we could send you guys in the next generation to DS Nine. I mean, we don't have to. Well, they overlap. We don't have to be. All right, you guys are not going to be allowed to hold me to canon. Yeah. Very no, strongly, no. because and I don't know enough about canon. Well, TNG, DS9, and Voyager all overlapped each other. Yeah, as I say, there's overlap So, Deep Space Nine <clears throat> is just extended past the end of, of, of TNG, and it, it added new things to the universe, but it's it's just a couple of years out. You know, if you think about it, it's pretty amazing that DS9 is my favorite show, because I had to watch the pilot, what, four times? You did. <laughs> had to get through. And it was so long, and yes. I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? Say. So but here's the, so here's good. the deal. Yes. If you survive the encounters, then you get to go and have R and R on DS9. No, oh, really that's goes. not where you go for R and R. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. not what it's really there for. The I mean, reason they actually a, had there's DS9. There's a bar. There's no, a bar, but bar, no. That's all there is to it. Well, they're all communists. How do they pay for anything? No one has any money. Well, I never Pork has money. Yeah, but how do the Starfleet officers pay them? It's always pissed me off. They're all communists. Well, or we could go. I mean, we could go into the holodeck. Quark's holodecks are good. Oh, yeah, holodeck. Yes. Oh, okay, I think. Okay, that just sold me on Star Trek RPG. Yeah, but because it's, did it's, you just it's, remember it's, the holodecks? Like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna well, explain no, to like, Bob from, a, right. from an RPG like DM standpoint. Yeah. That- Anything. I, I gotta yeah, explain this. this. This right now, right now for Bob is they did the holodeck on TNG. And in the first episode they did it, 
everyone got trapped inside and they almost died. And they're like, oh, that was really creative. Anytime we're running out of story ideas, let's just throw them in there. So every time they go in the holodeck, they almost die. Something bad happened. So then they started Voyager. And the thought with Voyager was, it's a ship without supplies, without power. They've got to cut back, you know, replicators. We got to, you know, we got to force ourselves to write creatively. They're like, hmm, we're out of ideas. Let's take them on the holodeck this week. And then they're like, how do we justify the holodecks are still working? We're all starving to death. How are we powering the holodecks? And they're like, incompatible power sources. So that was the entire thing with Voyager. They just shoved yeah. him in the holodecks every week. Every single I'm week. I'm not saying that Sue should use the holodeck as, an, like a, as, a, as a crutch for storytelling. I'm just saying it could be interesting to break things up. Oh, the holodecks on Deep Space Nine are where all the horrors were. because that was. Well, no, I was actually sense. thinking of... Um, that was, that no, was no, the no. horrorish holodecks. No, I was... Girls there? I was thinking of Bashir's program with the casino... Oh, uh, uh, and Vic, uh, Fontaine. Vic Fontaine. That's what I was thinking of. We actually used um, Deep Space Nine music at our wedding. Well, it was actually no. I mean, it was, it was like Frank Sinatra, but it was sung by Vic Fontaine, a star of Star it Trek. It was. You know, what we should have danced to is some William Shatner. Because I'm a rocket man. The shit. <laughs> the shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the should we do the um? Since we're talking we about gaming, let's do the gaming let's, pictures. Okay, but before we move on to this, I just want to say that I think that we're kind of leaning to Star Trek, and you all need to kind of be thinking about what characters you want to do. And Steve I will. When, That's a problem right there. When I get done with the podcast tonight, I will go type up the information that you need about your character to build your character and stuff like that. And send it to us or post it on the Facebook so that you guys have it. Okay. Can we do it with only three people? Or four, potentially we've got four people? Oh, of course you can. Well, Critical Hit's doing it with three people. You can okay. you can run that starship with three, run a starship with three people. All right, this is the thing with starships, Bob, that you have to realize. In really? one episode, they had a hundred. Put you all in a shuttle. This is the problem. In one episode, they had 150 people, and they thought they were going to lose 50 of them, and they're like, "Well, that would be it. We cannot possibly run this ship with fewer than 125 people. It can't be done. It won't work." Then in the next episode, they all like the ship is shaking, and they all bump their heads, and there's only one person left. They're driving the ship by themselves. Makes no sense. It's, okay, right. so I want I, I want a Captain Picard person, but I also want a Wesley Crusher, and I want a Data. So you all just be thinking about. No, I'm kidding. I will so play Wesley Crusher. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. If I'm Captain Picard and you're Wesley, you know what I say to that? Shut, Shut up, up, Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> and I'll say, if I was a grown man, you would not speak to me that way. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Oh hey, we should probably have more than like we bring on a couple other people for this. It'd be kind of fun. I don't know. I don't think I don't know how Sue plans on running the show. So I have no idea what I'm doing, people. But we're gonna play with Uh-oh. it. Uh oh, it'll All be right. fun. So, um, yes, pictures. I have to find my picture. I took it. Where are you going to be putting them on the... Yeah, so why don't we start with Bob's, because I have it available here. So we're going to throw this into the Puffwood chat for tonight, if you're listening live, and if not... Uh, Facebook group, or... Uh, Yeah, where are we putting it? We're going to put it on the, um, we're going to put it for, just for tonight, we'll put it on the, um, the the Puffwood chat, and then it'll be in the show notes if you're listening to it, into it live. So... Wait, so you're really going to send these images to everyone in the... Oh my god, you are. I apparently am. Well, I mean... Or do you want me to do it in the Facebook? Well, let's do it in the Facebook. It'll, do be, that? it'll right. be easier. We'll do it in the Facebook. Yeah, because you just sent everyone who's offline this file. Well, they're going to love me when they wake up. <laughs> yeah, they are. 
Wait, so um, are we putting it on our host page or on the... I'm going to put it on no, the... We're going to put it on the Poofla page. Okay. Poofla okay. page. All right, so, so sorry to be a pain, Ryan. So Bob is Bob is going live. Okay, here we go. I'm going okay. live. And people just, you know, not listening, going on about their day, or like, what the hell is happening on the Poofla page right now? You guys are talking so much that I exported my picture, but I have no idea what I called it, so I don't know what to look Uh-oh. for. Uh-oh. <laughs> Be very careful what you upload. That was the 2014 taxes. All right, so we have Bob's. Uh, if we go, this is okay. So this is just one aspect of it. Uh, I realized that most of the uh, what's it called? Uh, the board games are actually are not in the board game closet. Um, but yeah, so the actually I don't really play most of any of these games. Uh, no, I, I, I kid. Uh, I will say that my favorite games are not here. Um, okay. Danielle cries because Trivial Pursuit. Actually, of the, okay, so I'm looking at this picture now. I say, of the ones that are here... Oh, yeah, there's the Harry Potter scenic game where it was me versus, like, 20 people, and I still lost only because it showed a picture of... Uh, what was the um, what was the one or uh, in Order of the Phoenix? Shaq, the one uh, from oh. John from Pottercast. Oh, Dollish. Dollish. Okay. We've never seen a picture of Dollish ever. Yeah. Ever. And it was a picture of Dollish, and I lost because it was a freaking Dollish picture. So angry. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> Rummy Cubes is definitely uh, an all-time favorite with the family. Um, the rest of them are just kind of games. Hey, we did we, did, we play Dirty Minds on the show. I think we did. Wow. I think we did. Something funky. Yeah, I think we did. I think we have some of these I mean, games. I'm not getting any photos. Well, you're, you're also sound very different now, oh, too, by okay. the way. Sue, so is your is your is your internet dying? Sue? Yeah, you're both kind of been going in and out a little bit, but Sue's on the on the back end. No, Bob sounds fine for a little bits of time. He's been out. Yeah, that trivial pursuit. I think I think my I don't know if you and I have that one or some maybe my parents have that one. That's like the original. That's the original one. Yeah. Um, we have Battle of the Sexes in that do. game. My whole life is Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> Um, we also have Harry Potter seen it, and I don't think it was in our game cabinet. I think it's, like, under the bed. Cause I, I we, wonder we, what we kept under the Well, we played it, but it was, like, just me and Ryan, and it was so easy that I was like, this is dumb. But I don't remember there being anything in from Order of the Phoenix in it. I don't know if we got an earlier well, one. It was. It was the final question. Huh. I would have won. I would have beaten everyone. But no. Hmm. But no. We also have um, Star Trek seen it, which for me is way more challenging. Ryan's very good at it. Well, there's just so much more to it. There's so much more. There is. There's a lot more to it, and like some of the stuff they put on there is really random. Like I don't, I don't know what. Yeah. Oh, the reason that I was having trouble is because I tried to accept Ryan's picture. Well, it was a Ryan. It was a one megabyte picture, Sue. I mean, I could have blown the whole network. But I already stopped exploring it. Why do you still sound like you're underwater? Do I still sound like I'm underwater? Oh, no, there she's she goes. Now she's better. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are we doing? Well, maybe because Brian tried to send him one megabyte file to 33 people. Oh, good oh, God. The 33 megabyte downloads. Holy crap. Call AOL. <laughs> Don't <laughs> stop it. Call the block. Call AOL. Hey, Bob. I, I can't get through no, the busy just, signal. I was just going to ask that, too. I was like, what are those little bunnies at the bottom? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You're like, oh, that's leftover Easter candy that nobody. I think that is. I think leftover Easter stuff. It just got thrown in there. That's funny. Uh, uh, My mother was very not happy that I was doing this. She told me I couldn't do it, but I did it anyway because she says it's way too messy. Oh, Eh, whatever. Come on. 
Well, my kid doesn't look that bad. No, it doesn't. No, it looks like. But it's um, so I but I will say that there are a couple board games that I that I own now that are not in this because they're actually mine. This is the family's. Um, the first is it's not my favorite game. It's my second favorite game. It's a game called Dead of Winter, okay. and it's a basically a really in depth zombie survival board game. And it is the most depressing thing I think I've ever played ever. Mm. Like you have almost, you almost kind of feel like you've experienced a little bit of the zombie apocalypse after you finish playing. Well, one can imagine. Um, there's, it's also, but it's also, it's, I really enjoy it. Um, they have like a lot of various like situations that you put yourself, you, you put your group through. It's basically a resource management game. And if you're unable to manage your resources, you die. Uh, whether that be the zombies trying to kill you, or if you have enough food to eat, or if you have enough gasoline to run the heaters mm-hmm. to keep you warm and not dying of frostbite, um, it's it's kind of fun. But anyway, I'll, I'll share a fun story from it real quick. Is that they have these things called crossroad cards, and if you like, basically, you know, do something to enact the crossroad card during your turn, something happen, a, a special event happens. And one for the one I had was if I, I gain a survivor to my group, uh, there's this event called we'll call it Fat Carl. And basically, Fat Carl is like a friend of the guy you just brought into the group. But mm-hmm. Fat Carl has a reputation for eating everything in sight. Oh, jeez. Including because, you. Because, you know, when you're, well, when you're trying to ration everything, <laughs> having people who eat more than their share is not a good idea uh, person to have. So basically, it gives you a moral dilemma. You either, one, allow... Okay, by the way, also, the game ends when there's no more morale left in the game. Like, you're, you're, you're the, 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 the colony has no more morale. Okay. Um, so the options are allow for Fat Carl to come up, be a part of your, your group or your colony, and he eats all the food you have in reserve. Oh, jeez. All of it. Or you could either not allow for him to join your group, and you gain five food. Mm. And you lose the morale. Okay. Now, something to add is that when anybody dies in the game or anybody part of the group dies, you lose the morale. Now, think about this. You either have him join and you lose all your food, or you don't let him join and you gain five food. And you lose your morale points. So how many morale points do you start with? Well, it depends on the thing. But you're not getting at what I'm getting at here. The darkness of the situation. How do you think you get the five food? You eat him. Ew! Oh, 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 I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Let's go cannibalism. Then anyway. Actually, actually, what I said was, you said he eats everything in sight, and I said including you. Yeah. What I can't no. believe, what I can't believe is that we've been podcasting for one hour and one minute, and Bob and I haven't thought to mention the season finale of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. it'll have to so, wait till next. We'll talk about that in another episode because there's next way too much to talk about. I know. And very uh, quickly, so I don't take all the time. My all-time favorite game right now is a game called Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um. It's basically it's a B horror movie board game. <laughs> you're basically ex- you're basically searching uh, uh, an abandoned house, I mean like haunted house, if you will. Mm-hmm. What's cool about it is like each room is a tile, and it's like you shuffle the tile. So like every time you play, there's it's in a different house because it's how, however you explore and however the deck deals you out the houses. Mm-hmm. And then basically halfway through the game, you enact something called the haunt. And one of the players at the table becomes the betrayer. Because originally you're all working together. But then the betrayer, there's like usually a story. And basically it becomes you trying to beat the betrayer and the betrayer trying to kill all of you. Um, and there are 50 haunt scenarios. So pretty much every single time you play, it's a new game. Like it, it usually completely changes it up. Like one time it was we were trying to save someone who was buried in the basement. 
one time uh, somebody resurrected a ghost of a ghost bride who tr- killed one of our teammates to marry him, and you had to stop the marriage. Uh, there was zombies. There's werewolves. It's it's a lot of fun, um, and it's really different game every single time. In fact, I have friends who've already played like two or three times, and on Saturday we're getting together. They're like, "You have to bring that board game. We want to play again." Cool. If we could somehow, if we could somehow play it on the show, I would so figure out a way to do it. Yeah. It's that much. That's that awesome of a game. Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. Go for it, guys. Yeah, we could probably figure that out for. We should probably do the part part. Yeah. Yeah, we can just do it with the camera. All right, who's next? I'm going to throw... The new new Skype now, apparently... I'm hearing wonderful things. We can all video chat together now. Oh, my God. You can't even get a one megabyte file from me without us losing the line. All right, I'm putting it... I can go down to Michael's house if we're going to do this. All right, so I just put up... um, Danielle, for whatever reason, we took a picture of the corner of the room that contains the cabinet. That's the outside of the cabinet. I didn't know. All right. (laughs) Plus, it has some cool artwork about it. Did we just take a photo of the cabinet? No. So click on if you click on the picture, you can you can see it bigger. He's ten. Yes. Oh yeah. So do you wanna do we wanna start with the ten and Skippo while they were here? Yeah. So like that's our card game draw kind of. So it's got like all of our card games, Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else is in that Yahtzee bag. Oh, you, you can barely see it, but we have Harry Potter Uno. That's in there. Um. How is that any different than anything? Well, it's not really any different. It's, yeah, it's there's like a howler in there. There, yeah. Cloak of invisibility. I have three sets of Harry Potter. Yeah. Uno. <laughs> um. Otherwise, it just has like Harry Potter characters on the card, so it's fun. Um. And then when you go down to the bottom, the cabinet is more of our like board games, which it's not all of our games, but it's most of the ones that we play most often. Because I do have some more board games upstairs, but it. These are the ones that we'd be most likely to play. Um, Ticket to Ride, I believe, is a popular tabletop game with Will Wheaton. Um, it's so fun. Like, we love it. Uh, we also have the European version, which is way harder. Um, but uh, So we have both of those. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, underneath that to the right, you can barely see, there's a box of dominoes uh, for, like, Mexican train dominoes, which is yeah. fun. Apples, apples. Um, Factor Crap is like okay. That's not really a great game, but whatever. It's in there. Um, Let me get Factor Crap. My two favorite trivial pursuits that I can only play with Richard because, like, or I'm, oh, I could play Star Wars with Bob. We'd have to play on on the air, but um, I've only actually did you do that once. We did. We did just like random cards yeah, out of the deck. Right. Yeah, I think I won. But um, I've only played them in person with Richard, and I think. I beat him both times in Star Wars, but I think he beat me in Lord of the Rings. But the Lord of the Rings one was really fun. Um, I knew more than I thought, because I thought it would be, like, all book, but it was a good mix of book and movie, so. Mm-hmm. Um, the box, what's the box that you can't see? Is that um Stratego? I think that's Stratego. I think so. Um, which is a fun game. And then, of course, Harry Potter Clue, which is really fun. Harry Potter Clue is actually... A fun twist on the game. I don't know if you guys have played it, but um, there's it's like the regular clue board and everything, except it's Hogwarts, so it's like classrooms, and then you hide the um, like the killer, the weapon, and whatever, like that envelope that gets hidden in Dumbledore's office. Um, Peeve did. Ooh, I'm echoing. That was fun. Peeve does it in the library with the. Although Peeves is not an option. Oddly enough, but um, there's also a thing on it like where there's a rotating thing underneath the board. So every time somebody 
rolls the dice, you rotate the board, let's say like counterclockwise or whatever. And basically like what that does is it will either open secret passageways or it will close secret passageways and it will also reveal the dark mark every now and then. And whenever the dark mark comes up, you have to draw one of those cards and it might say like, all characters in the hallway lose five points. All characters in classrooms do this. Like, and it'll affect almost everyone in the game. And because with this one, if you run out of points, you can't play anymore. So, um, but it's really good. It's really fun. I mean, it's, you kind of need like at least four or five people to make it interesting. So otherwise it's kind of too easy. But, yeah. um, I like playing that whenever we have Harry Potter fans around. I was going to say. Yeah. Play that yeah. Um, I think, but I think that's most of our, Oh no, we have more games, but we play the card games a lot. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't think yeah. of anything else. Played, yeah, I think we got. We played the uh, Shanghai for Easter, and I went out the first three hands, so that was nice. Like, I'm doing really well, and then I got beat back. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah, that's fun. I love to play games. Yeah, I just played um, Skip Out with my mother the other day. We had a little bonding moment. <laughs> I noticed your guys' cards against humanity, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we mentioned this on the previous podcast, but Tabletop finally did Cards Against Humanity. Nice. It was did kind they? of epic. Well, I haven't seen that. Yeah. That must have been funny. Okay, let's see. I didn't know one of them, but have you ever seen Overly Attached Girlfriend, the meme? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay, she's dead. she's the other person. And then uh, Aisha Tyler. Oh, okay. She's kind of hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Spoiler alert, she oh, destroys but- everyone. Go ahead. Not that, not that, cards, because the point of cards against humanity is who wins. It's about, yeah. you know, yeah. funny. How hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Some pretty hilarious ones. And oh, then, like. If you're of age, watch it. It's hilarious. If you, um, if you open up the picture I took of just the cabinet, because it's a funky cabinet, so I just wanted to take a picture of it. Um, the blue picture above it is actually an artist's drawing of the snitch, and it says, I open at the close. On top. That's cool. Which I love. I love that picture. So. Yeah, okay, so question. So we have fan art, fan art, fan art. Yeah. The, a lot of fan art. Well, the question Oh, wait, that is fan art, too. It is. That's, that's, that's Kirk and Spock. It is. It is. It's yeah. Kirk and Spock. It's like old people. Yeah. It's like Kirk and Spock. Dra- they're drawn to be old-timey, like, In the Western. 19th century. Yeah. If you actually zoom in on them enough, they are wearing, um, like, they're wearing, like, 19th century suits, but they have their Starfleet insignias. Yeah. On the suits, if you zoom yeah. in. Enough. Yeah, I love it. Very cool. Love it. Sue's underwater. Sue's oh, going down because posting. she's uploading. Posting. Underwater because I'm posting pictures. A picture's going up. Okay. A picture. It's a shame. It's a shame we couldn't video chat with Sue because that would just work out so well. <laughs> Here we go. Right, so All right. Here. Ooh, I see. I love. Is that I love Lucy? That little statue looks like I love Lucy. Uh, no, it's just some funky statues from my grandmother. But and I see that it. I didn't. Uh, Sort of hard to see some of the games. Now these, this is like Bob's. This is the family game covered. My games are in my room, and I didn't take those pictures because these are the ones we play more often. Uh, uh, and we have apples to apples as well. The Pictionary Man is quite fun. We play that a lot. We we have. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, it got really quiet. So I'm like, oh. Uh, there's a couple of uh, boxes of Mexican train because uh, yeah. we had our own box. And then it's fun. We had a uh, my grandmother's 
after she passed away, we got her box as well. Did, did I, I'm sure I probably told you the Mexican train story where the neighbor lady up the hill from us went crazy and pulled a gun on her husband, and we were quarantined to the house by the police. They came yes. to the door and they said, "Yes, yeah, can't leave." So we played Mexican train for four hours while yeah. the helicopter circled our house to protect us from the crazy person next door. So oh, it's a fun game. Pulled the gun on her husband because of Mexican. <laughs> the story could have gone no. a number of different ways. She, she, yeah, she was off her meds, and they mm. were afraid she was going to shoot somebody. Card shuffler. That's yes. cool. We were supposed to give you that. We forgot. Oh, that's oh, okay. Well. Or we were supposed to give you some sort of card thing, and we forgot. I can't remember if it was the shuffler or the, the card holder for, you know, drawing and discarding. Oh, we'll yeah. Throw it in your suitcase. We'll see you soon. That's true. Where are uh, you going, by the way? She's coming when? here. When? Uh, June 6th? 6th. I'm leaving here on the 5th, but I'm arriving there on the 6th. Really? Yeah. She's yeah, I'm, I'm flying the red, red eye. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> so I could be really grumpy when you pick me up. You can take You can take a nap. <laughs> That's what we did when we got to your house. Sleep. Yeah. Um, so let's see. There's Mastermind. Um, I love that game. There's a cribbage board. We used to play a lot of cribbage. Grandpa. My grandfather was a huge cribbage player, so we played cribbage with him. Nice. Magnet playing cards, that's fun. I'm trying to see what's on the... And then the Say Anything, which I we got for Christmas, which is quite a bit of fun as well. I have no idea what's in the blue box. Yeah, I was trying to read that. I can't... Ruckus? Is that right? Ruckus? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Cool. Man, Monopoly. I, ugh, I can't stand Monopoly. I'm so bad I'm at it. I'm not a huge Monopoly. I just... It's boring. But, I mean, it's like acquiring property. I don't know. It's just, like, not that fun. I don't think I don't think I was a born capitalist. <laughs> you weren't. There's a geek version of Monopoly. Well, there are many geek versions. Like, they're coming out with Harry Potter finally, right? But, but, but this mm. one's different. It's like, I've played it with one of my kids, and it's very different than this kind of Monopoly. Oh. It, it has, like, an Xbox... So you get the Xbox. You don't you don't acquire property so much as you acquire like McDonald's or Xbox. The consumerist version. <laughs> you get things instead of property. <laughs> and instead of like putting houses on it, yeah, you get a um. There's like this plastic holder, and for each piece that you put in there, then you get more rent. So it depends on it. Your rent is based on everything that you've acquired on the board. Oh. So it's it was kind of fun the first time we played it, uh, but I was playing with you know like a three and four year old. Yeah. So that made it a little bit more interesting. We left out a few things, like we didn't use any of the chance cards or anything like that. But it it was uh, different. Cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So as we interesting is the new mm-hmm. now as we get near the end, too interesting was was one of the key phrases I would use on spellcast. Whenever I say, like, oh, that's interesting, in reality, I meant it was never at all. Now, we want to get, I want to get to the knockdown drag out. Oh, it's not going to be a knockdown drag out. Knockdown drag out fight over that really shitty movie. Oh, Bob. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) She just called you by your name. I did, no. God. Listen, Robert. (laughs) We have have four. Whoa. Uh, We have uh, 
14 minutes. I, I doubt we'll, we'll probably go long, uh, unless it's okay. Everyone else. Oh, we're going long, Bob. You shouldn't have saved this one to the end. So, the way. The way. Now, the, the way. Thing. Oh, I, wait a minute. Before you crap all over the way, I want. crap all over the I way. I think there's going to be some crappage on the way. I enjoyed the movie. <gasps> okay. I liked it. Okay. Um, there's a butt coming. Does anyone else hear the butt coming? It's not a butt. It's just, I felt that it wasn't a whole lot. There was no real climax to the movie. Um, which I was okay with, cause it didn't need any, I'm not saying it didn't need one, but kinda did, I don't know. Cause it, 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 it stated what it was from the beginning of the show, or the beginning of the movie, and it was that the entire way through. I don't think I kind of think there is a climax, though. Before, I th- personally. And just to say where the movie came from, I, I don't remember what prompted me to first see the trailer of it, but. Yeah, I remember we saw the trailer and we were just like, we must watch it. I'm this buying, movie. and I yeah. bought the movie. I didn't even, I, I, this what? Because the listeners who probably haven't seen this movie are probably totally lost right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So All right. So, the, so yeah. So, the way um, – now, it is – if you see the trailer of it, if you're a West Wing fan or if you're a fan of just, like, really good the movies. Ducks. I think you're you, – I know. The Mighty Ducks, you're going to love it. Now, the, the background of the movie is it's Emilio Estevez film. He wrote it. He produced it. He directed he, it. He directed it. He did – like, there's that thing at the beginning where it's like, you know, he got the coffee for the – like, he did everything for this movie. And he wanted to tell a story, you know – on a different caliber, something that wasn't going for ultimate ratings or needing a special effects budget. He wanted to tell a tr- like a, like a, like a story that had some truth to it. And the, the, the great thing about it was that it wasn't trying to be a blockbuster. It was, right. a, it was a true indie film. I think it, it won awards at one of the film festivals, but it, like at most, I think it was only in like 200 theaters. Right. It, it didn't do that they, well, but, yeah. but it, I think it made like $4 million or something ridiculous like that. But the thing was, is because it was Emilio Estevez, you get Marvin Sheen and you get some some really high quality actors in it mm-hmm. and I, I like it, like I said it was one of the th- three movies I've ever just bought just by watching the trailer. I think you and I saw the trailer together because our reaction yeah. was like we let's just buy it. Like yeah. we know we're going to like it. Um and the pl- and I and I and I know they wanted to for years they 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 were trying to tell a story about about this particular journey that mm-hmm. you, you, going on 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 the pilgrimage, and the, the, there was talk. Well, should we do a documentary? Should we do like how are we going to best capture this 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 journey? And um, if you haven't seen the movie, um, we're going to spoil you for it. But um, yeah. if you're about to turn it off, but you want to know what I'm talking about first, and you haven't seen the trailer yet, it's the story of um, Marion Sheen plays um, a. Ta- Avery, Thomas, Tom, Tom Thomas Avery, Avery, who is, um, he, he's an eye doctor and he, you get the sense he's like never like left the town that he, that he lives in and he's a widower and he has one child, although his real life daughter plays his receptionist, yeah. which completely mm-hmm. confused me, but, um, he, She's on the West Wing too. Yeah, so. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah, because because every time it's that, a family movie. Let's leave the drunk uh, druggy one out of this. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no Charlie yeah, Sheen. Charlie we don't, we don't need him. <laughs> well, it, but it actually threw me because every time he's like, "It was my only child." I'm like, "I thought your daughter worked." For- oh wait, she's not your daughter in this one either. Yeah. Damn it, because she plays his secretary in the West Wing. But um, is he, he's golfing and he um he had like a missed call from his son earlier. He goes out golfing and he gets a call. From a French policeman saying his son has been killed. Yeah. 
and through flashbacks throughout the movie, his son was more of a free spirit who dropped out of grad school before he got his mm-hmm. doctorate, Emilio Estevez, and just wanted to travel the world. He actually wanted to do things with his life. He didn't want to just stay in school and learn yeah. things. And they, there's this flashback to, um, Martin Sheen's character presumably driving him to the, to the airport the last time they, they met each other or they, or they talked to each other when he was still alive. And they have this conversation about, you know, this is the life I chose. Well, you don't choose a life, you live one. Yeah. And um, the, the the plot of the movie is Martin Sheen. Now, what's the name of the journey? The 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 El Camino. The El Camino. It's a it's a seven hundred mile or seven hundred. No, kilometer, it's eight hundred kilometer, which is like five hundred miles. Five hundred mile um, pilgrimage from uh, from, from the French no, Pyrenees. Five hundred miles, folks. Yeah. From that. Yeah, whatever, Bob. Uh, from five. Bob so is gonna do a thing now where he's like, I caught up my calculator, and this should only well, take. Well, the four thing hours. is, the movie doesn't lie about what it is. I mean, right. it's it's about the journey. I mean, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's about the journey, and you could right. probably start the journey in different places, but well, they did. This because, is where his journey began. Right. I mean, so you have all you know all the characters that are eventually going to come on that you meet have started their journeys in different places. He started his, you know, not planning to right. you know he he certainly so, wasn't planning to um and, and he decided he's he has his son's body <clears throat> cremated and he is going to make the journey that with, his, son with his son's ashes get to make, yeah which is very out of character for him because he, yeah the, the, yes. the, so at the beginning of it and, and the thing is at the beginning mm-hmm. of it his son's died he's very <laughs> emotional <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting the mm-hmm, I'm letting him get it out of his system, and now he feels better. Just go with you, Ryan. Go on. And at the beginning of it, he he makes this journey, but it's not something that he particularly would do himself. He doesn't want to do it. He's doing it for his son. And he has this conversation with the policeman about, you know, why are you doing this? I'm doing it for my son. Well, you're not. You don't do it for someone else. You do this for yourself. Why are you doing this? And the, and the movie is about why yeah. he's doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, the mm-hmm. movie is is basically him coming to terms with what happened. And in that process, he ends up doing it for himself. But he does start it for his son. Yeah. And, you know, the, and like Bob said, there are a few things. Like, you have to think, this guy is an eye doctor. He is not very fit, except for that he plays golf. But he rides the golf course because, oh, my God, right. we are not fit enough to go all 18 holes on our feet. Right. And he starts out in borrowed clothes, borrowed, you know, it's all his son's stuff, basically, mm-hmm. in borrowed boots. And he walks 500 miles. And, you you know, in your rational brain is saying, there is no way in hell he can do this. Yeah, like, I get that. Yeah, that's the thing. I get that as a nitpick, but it doesn't bother me overall because... There's no. lots of nitpicks in this movie. Eh. Oh, my God. I don't really have that many. I really don't have well, that many. There wasn't I mean, enough um, I would say, going back to what Bob said about there being no climax, I, I kind of disagree. I think that it, maybe if you don't want to call it a climax, there's a, there's definitely a turning point where mm-hmm. he's at the table drunk and yes, he starts yeah, okay. he starts telling them off. You know, he hasn't wanted company on the journey, but he's kind of stuck with these people. And this is the turning point where he just lets it all out, and they are still there for him. Like they the the guy comes and bails him out of jail. Um, 
And from that point forward, (laughs) from that point forward, I really think is when he starts to change. You know, he accepts these people as friends. It's a different Um, climax for each of them, too. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, each character kind of has their own. Yeah, like, for for the woman, it's when she slaps him in the face. Yes. Like, that's that's her turning point. Right. You know, she's... And and what happens to her at the end of the movie when... multiple climaxes. Yes. So she gets hers pretty much when she hits him, and at the end of it, when she put... they put the rock down and she and he and Tom has to read the note for her because she's seeking forgiveness for terminating mm-hmm. um, her pregnancy because she was afraid that her abusive husband would abuse right. her um, unborn daughter. So that so that was hers for um, I'm blanking on the chubby guy's name. You, um, oh, Juiced? Juiced? Juiced from Amsterdam. From Amsterdam. <laughs> you have to have the cheese. Um, his throughout the thing. I love him, by the way. He his, his yeah, climax is actually this very quiet moment. There's the scene where he cries when he gets the the the, um, the room service, but it's the moment where you get to the end and you're talking to this person at, who's printing your little certificate because you survived the journey and says, "Why did you do this?" And they keep trying because the, the, all he keeps saying is, "For my health." But it's about but the, but the thing about the movie is it's about the journey and what the journey means for everyone. And they keep in um, the, the the writer. What's his name from Ireland? Jack. Jack from, Ireland. Jack from Ireland. Jack from Ireland is like, is it health? Is it religious? And they try and, and, and pigeonhole you into this cookie cutter reason. Was it the religious reason or a health reason that you that you did this journey? And he says, I'm trying to lose weight because my wife won't sleep with me. Yeah, because that's I'm, the only time so he says it. He says it to the woman. He says it to the little woman, woman who's yeah. signing up the certificate. He doesn't say it to anyone else. And it's not for him that I'm fat. It's not that I need to lose weight. It's not self-image. It's the fact that I'm married to this woman who doesn't like me for who I am. Yeah. And that's kind of what he needs to get by the end of it. And there's a scene at the end where there he There is a something. scene at the he, very he end he where he, he, like, he looks at Tommy's like, yeah, I needed a new suit anyway. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? He's I am gonna, I'm not going to lose yeah. weight for her. I'm going to I'm going to wear I'm going to say who because I am. And didn't he I, say he didn't need a new suit anyway? I think he says he need I needed a new suit anyway. Right. Because at the beginning, Tom says buy a new says, suit. He says, "Hey, I I'm, I'm on this to lose weight. Go get rid of this belly." And yeah. You know, going to my brother's wedding and Tom's like, "Well, just buy a new suit." And he's like, "Oh, it's the third wedding and I, I you know, I can't oh, afford I it see. kind of a thing." Right. Okay, and yeah, then I, at, I by it. the end, he's like, "Oh, well, I because he does not stop eating. Yeah, he and I, yeah. I, okay, all right, so we're going to take this moment to break in with Bob and his nitpicks. Because, you know, <laughs> I just want to. Yes. That's my biggest nitpick. I am sorry. I don't care how much you eat or how often you eat. If you walk 500 miles at an incline most of the way, or not an incline, but like, you know, having incline along the way, you will lose weight. Yeah. And he did not lose a damn stone. The thing and, to keep in mind, though... bothers me about it. Like, like, the other thing... Okay, so that's the other thought. Like, the other characters, okay? Like, look at Martin Sheen's character, okay? He didn't eat like that. He never... His weight never changed. I'm sorry. If you walk 500 miles over the course of even a couple of months... You will lose weight, a lot of weight. Well, the thing, the thing with it though is that to produce, to film the movie, because they didn't, because the 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 bare bones budget they had, they actually walked a chunk of of the Mm Agamia with a film crew. That's how they fil- that's how they filmed it. They weren't like helicoptered in and then they, you know, okay, walk around the corner again, Marty, and then back of the van. They actually did a huge yeah. chunk of this journey just to film it. Yeah. And I, there was actually a reference too to to Martin Sheen, I guess walked a few years ago. So part of it, I have 
to wonder is actually like I'm the guy who always makes fun of the guy's accent on TV. That's a really fake accent. Then I look it up, and the guy's actually from the place where he supposedly has mm-hmm. the fake. I'm one like I get the I get the criticism, but I'm actually wondering if they actually did walk 300 miles and they still didn't lose. I don't know. They, yeah, I think they they probably should have toned up a bit. And, and but still, I mean that wasn't the. That wasn't what the movie was supposed to be. Right, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's supposed to be. Yeah, this guy wants to lose weight, but well, he doesn't really want to lose weight. But his wife wants him to lose weight, so he's there to try. But he's not really there to try because all he cares about is eating and and living life. I mean, he was this great spirit. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He there was never somebody that he met that was a stranger. Exactly. He was very free spirited. He mm-hmm. had the Ambien and the yeah, and the, <laughs> the earplugs, sixteen thousand yeah. other drugs that he yeah. was passing. Well, he okay, was. He wants some of this? It's really good stuff. And he's I don't from Amsterdam. So you know. Although somehow or other, he had some money. Um. Yeah, I think. Well, I think Jack. Jack from Ireland sums him up perfect when he's like, "Instinct is a his instinct is for kindness." Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think twice, which, yeah, I think that's, for me, was the more important part about him. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing which killed me reading just background I mean, on the movie is what's the church they stop at when they complete the journey and they go into oh, church? Oh, it's the big church at the end there. You remember um, that big climactic scene? They didn't have permission to film there. And they're walking yeah, across. They did. They're walking. Well, no. What happened was they're walking. They're they're filming the whole movie, and they know this is the climax. And they had no permission to film there. So when they arrived there and tried to set it up, they're like, "Please pray, you know, that we can finish this movie because they wouldn't have been able to to put that in the movie." And that's pretty much the big. Yeah. You're going to have a climax. Yeah, that's that, the climax. Yeah. And they, at the last minute, I guess, got permission. You can film for like 48 hours and that's it mm-hmm. under certain circumstances. And, and they got it. But that was actually, you know, that was, that was not predetermined. Yeah. And then the other piece is when they continue, um, this is just background. When they continue for those like last 80 kilometers, there's a, the, ocean. the building, there's a church. Yeah. It's a, the right little, there, little shrine. Um, was actually destroyed after, um, shortly after filming. Um, it was, it was struck by lightning and actually oh, that's it was, odd. um, destroyed right after mm-hmm. they filmed. So that was like the last thing I guess that got filmed right near there. Well, I'm curious, Bob, what other, um, Either critiques or thoughts, or because I think you're the one, the only one who's seen it. The rest of the only major issue I had with it is that you have this movie about walking 500 miles, yeah. and physically the characters never change. Right. Oh, sorry. I sorry. Say that that's good because I'm like I didn't hate the movie. I enjoyed the movie. Okay. Um, that's why I didn't think you know Danielle and I would like. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I've I think I've seen it. I think this was my. Third time yeah, watching point. it, um, I was, and I don't know. I it's one of those movies that there are sad parts, definitely um, that are very moving. But I just feel like overall, I watch that movie, and it just makes me feel good about people, about people that you would have never, ever, ever met, and yet yes. this group of random people from the U.S., Canada, well, she says she's from Canada, Amsterdam and Ireland Ireland. end up being great friends. Like, I I just, and they all, they, they, because it's book book. Exactly. And it it reminded me of of us, like, getting together every week. It's that scene where, um, and I should have thought of this at the same time, it's that scene where he rents them all hotel rooms in the five-star hotel, and they don't want to be apart. They all want to be together. 
And I'm thinking here, I'm like, these people are never going to all be in the same room again. Unless they make the effort, but yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you could say the same thing about us. They could all go on Skype, but you know they're not going to. But that's the, because he doesn't have an iPod. But that's, you know, the thing is that that, that this is like a one in a lifetime thing. And I was thinking the the scene with the priest Mm -hmm. who had brain cancer, who I think was on All in the Family. He seemed very familiar. He He was the one with the clean peaches. Remember that? Um, That actor. Um, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, every single, you don't walk 500 miles and take a month of your life and not have an experience from it. Exactly. And every single, you're doing this amazing thing, you know, once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime thing. Every single person he's walking with is to have this particular journey. Where else can you find 800 people who are going through something at the same time as you're, as you're walking together or whatever? But also too, just like the incredible sense of community that I think the whole movie has, like (laughs) this is a real thing. This is a real journey that people take and like there's just all these places along the way that they know they can stop they know they can have a bed and some food and i mean granted it's not great accommodations but they know that all these places are around that they you know i just like i love that oh god that crazy guy yeah yeah, he's by himself talking to himself well they just um because i i think it was on wait wait don't tell me last week i'm not positive but it actually has been closed for a while and they've just now reopened it oh really it was Hmm. closed because it got to be too dangerous or something and it's just now been reopened oh really oh wow i wonder what part of it was closed yeah i don't know i don't know if i can look it up or not but that's the other thing i'm sorry i remember the other slight (laughs) nitpick i had like, this is supposedly something really dangerous to the point where he dies. But, like, never at any point during... Like, I was waiting for, like, the scene where the weather gets bad. Or, like, they have to hunker down because of, you know, something. It never happens. And it's just like... But that... I mean, that... This is, I think, where we get into... It's like the people who said, like, on 9-11, it's too unbelievable because no, you know, director ever would have picked up this as, a, as an idea because, you know, mm-hmm. who would believe this would happen? Well, it did. I mean... Like, I looked up the stats on it, and hundreds of thousands of people do this every, I think it would, it would range from like 75,000 to 150,000 people every, you know, every year would walk this, this pilgrimage. Oh, and then it, it, it why? Yeah, and it jumped up after the, yeah, after the movie, it jumped up to like 250,000, but people do die. I mean, there was a free. I think the point was it was just kind of a tragedy. Yeah, it's not like they're not climbing Everest. You know, it's not like there's like a, but it just happened to be the day that he went. There was a, I mean, it does happen. Well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm posting in both chats here. This is, uh, part of why things were closed. This pathway. Uh, you can see oh. this man. Oh, yes. Uh, so they had to kind of. And they own a few things. But the yeah. other thing is they also, do, and there's multiple, there's different, different paths and whatnot, but yeah, they, that's the thing they also don't tell you how he dies. I mean, he could have tripped and bumped his head. I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I think he probably because he died on the first day. Yeah, he right. he died on the first day. Like because like I think Martin Sheen m- makes it on the first day, and he yeah. actually it's like yeah. midway through the day, so it's like mm-hmm. he made it like eight hours out. I don't think it's a particularly harrowing pilgrimage, but I think he just yeah. There are always going to be freak accidents. Yeah. I mean, I think um mm-hmm. yeah, like no, I mean, I think you know, I can definitely see. Like where your where your critiques oh, yeah. are coming from, but I guess like for me overall as a movie, 
It's just they don't, they just don't bother me. Yeah, because it's not the point of the movie. The point, you know, that I took away from it is just, you know, I love seeing his transformation. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he's just this guy who wants to be alone. He doesn't, he's not looking for partners or friends on this journey. And yet by the end of it, he's got three great partners on it that he's had these tremendous experiences with that he'll never have again. And they all helped him. He helped them in whatever way he could. And I just, I I love hearing like all their individual stories. Um, I, I also love the part, um, with the gypsies. I really love that part where yeah, the guy, I yeah, where the the father comes and he's like, he's you know, his kid yeah, I know, he keeps hitting the kid and he's like, you're stupid, you shouldn't have told that. But um, I I love that and I I love that they go to the, they're like, you know what? Yeah, we'll go with you to your house with this intimate gathering of like fifty gypsies. But we know that Tom um, Avery because it's like, okay, after you dropped your kid in the river. Hang on to the backpack and I'm I know, like, I know. Well, and I think it just kind of, I think what I love most about it is he, he seemed to understand exactly what Daniel was saying to him was that, you know, dad, you gotta, he's like, when was the last time you traveled? When was the last time you left the United States? He, and you know, this is exactly what his son would have done. He would have met people. He would have had these great experiences. And I was just. why when he showed up, like throughout the journey. Yeah. I like that. By the way, yeah, I like that. When did Emilio Estevez get fat? Aww. <laughs> well, he got old. I mean, oh. He got old. I he mean, does look. He does look really different from D two though. From like Mighty Ducks, he does look. He really does different. look too. Like last time we've seen him is in Mighty Ducks. Well, because he didn't. He doesn't really do that much acting anymore, right? Like, well, you could really... tell. You could tell that um, Emilio Estevez wrote the movie because what was the woman's name? Just, the Canadian. He... Who's the Canadian? Who's the? Oh, um, uh, what was her name? After she hits. Tom, they they do that thing where they're walking and she catches up and tells about her unborn daughter and everything like that. And they have that thing where he's like, "I'm sorry about your child," and mm-hmm. she says, "I'm sorry about yours." He's like, "My son wasn't a child, you know. He was he was he nearly was like 40. forty. Emilio Estevez is like fifty two. He wrote, "I'm nearly 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's know. like, "I'm nearly thirty. It's like, come on. I just love the scene with the two of them in the car because I'm just looking at them both and I'm like. Damn, they look so much alike. Like they just—they really—they really look so much alike. Well, the um, thing that you said out loud watching this is when they were all walking together. You're like, he would be so pissed at his father. He's like, Dad, you're supposed to talk to the. Other I know. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like, yeah, when he's walking way ahead of them, yeah. I'm like, he's missing the point. But yeah, like he eventually, he eventually gets it. Well, that- but and I and um, we haven't talked too much about Crazy Jack from Ireland, but I I really like um. He's like so nuts when you first meet him and he's going on and on. He doesn't shut up and he's, you think he's probably like high on crack or something. And, but I like how he, he actually like becomes focused and tones down when he actually gets Tom's story. And he, it gives him like the focus. Yeah. <laughs> the one nitpick Danielle loved is I never realized the other times I've watched it that the box with with, oh. with um, Daniel's remains actually says Daniel Avery yeah. on it. And when the Canadian's like, you're dying, your family's dying, I'm dying, why are you walking? You're di- like, you're bo- try and guess. And she's like, she, Danielle's like, let's see. He's walking around with a box that says Daniel Avery on it. And he stops every five stops feet. Every it's Grinkle's ashes on stuff. I wonder what happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, you know. Mm. 
He is. He tries to be a little secretive about it at yeah. first, yeah. But like, especially yeah. the first couple of times where you yeah. see him, like drop him and see somebody, you know, see the the other guy coming and go, gotta go, and you know, try to sneak off. But before long, he yeah. he does. The militant Canadian can't figure out what's happening. But I think it was a great. What I loved about the movie is it's not about a father trying to understand his dead son. He knew from the beginning what his son was about. He didn't agree with it, but it's not like by the end of this journey, he he now has a better picture of his son. It's not really about Daniel or Amelia because he's he's gone. It's about Tom and what he's going to do with his life now. Yeah. And I, by the end of it, you see him walking around this, you know, who knows where foreign he's city with his yeah. walking stick, and it, it, it changed him. And yeah. he, and the, the thing yeah. that I forgot that I didn't realize until about halfway through the movie is he's alone. Right. His he's wife a is widower. Dead. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't really have anything yeah. other than his job and his friends. I mean, yeah, he's got his friends, but like he doesn't have a strong family yeah. connection anymore. Back. In California or wherever he was, like he's free to, I guess, with however much money he has, to just you know right. travel right. to just do it. Yeah. I, the one thing that I noticed that I just thought was really weird, and it's not a, a net pick or anything like that, but the walking stick, mm-hmm. I, d- the way that he maneuvered it, because it's just a little bit too big. Yeah. <laughs> and so he has to do this this roll of his wrist and, it, and kick it out mm-hmm. so that it goes up in front of him. And and that, like, pulled me out all the time. Just, I wonder if that's Kizamar and Well, I know. Though. Well, and then I thought when I was... Uh, and maybe. When I was watching it, too, when there was... Bizarre. when it, At the beginning, when it was just him and uh, Juiced or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'd really prefer the two walking sticks because it looks like it's way more, like, balancing yeah. to have the two sticks. Well, then when he jumps in the river to save the backpack, Danielle's like, oh, he lost the stick. Well, he and then the next it. scene, he's got the stick no, back. He, he must have climbed back up and got the stick. He went and got it. He left. He left. Yeah. He left left the stick on the bridge when yeah. he ran down. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't think anybody would Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, do you not see that going to happen? Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. You yeah. knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And then, he, like, then he leaves his kid outside. He goes inside to get a drink with the priest. And now, you know, the, the gypsy kid grabs his. I'm like, oh, my God. This, this poor dead guy keeps getting kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, everybody's packs were outside. Because there's no. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was too busy. It was plausible. It was, it was yeah. plausible. But, yeah. um. It reminded me of, um, I, I never forgot this story. The, if you ever watched old Bewitched episodes, um, the, there was a next door neighbor named Gladys Kravitz, which I remember, she's this, always spying. Oh, would remember No, why? Because I call my mother Gladys Kravitz because she like peeks at the neighbors and stuff. So, um, she had this husband named Abner and every time like she Abner. saw Samantha Stevens doing magic, she'd call Abner and he'd come out and there'd be nothing there and she'd look like a fool. Yeah. When the guy who played Abner died, someone stole his hearse. Really? And Abner, Abner was in the hearse, and that was his claim to fame. After death, someone stole him. Isn't that crazy? That was his claim to fame. So that, him and Tom Avery, or Mm -hmm. Daniel Avery, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Frequently stolen. Okay. Also, I know this is like a little thing to notice. It was at the very beginning of the movie, but it was really struck by like the sympathy of the guy in the, uh, who cremated Daniel. Was, who cremated like when he comes priest? out, not the policeman, but the actual guy in the, I guess it'd be the crema- right. crematorium, I yeah. don't know what you call it, um, who gave him the box, and I think he probably said something really nice to him in French. What's well, interesting yeah. about acting He was just so sympathetic, too. guy. Like, I really liked that it's little It's interesting touch. acting styles. You can tell what mannerisms are just Marvin Sheen's and whatever you have him play. Like, when he keeps saying, yeah... Like, mm-hmm. like as Bartlett in, on the West Wing, he always had that same inflection. But the the thing where he's waiting outside when he or when he arrives and they bring him to the morgue and he's like, huh? 
in the morgue. You know, I just thought it would say something different. I don't know why I thought that. That's a yeah. Bartlett thing yeah. to say. So it's interesting just how Martin. Oh, you didn't tell them your favorite part. What was my favorite part? You don't remember? I, I don't think. What was my favorite part? You can do this on bikes? <laughs> <laughs> why the hell why are we walking? <laughs> You're horseback. I, I know. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, I forgot that. Tiring for the horse, though, that's for sure. So it's a good movie, and I will hopefully write off any... Um, because I think I would probably say the same things if I were in Bob's position, but I'm just gonna write it off as saying it's actually a real thing, and they probably did walk the whole damn thing and not no, getting raped. So, thing. but I think they walked a bit of it. They walked chunks of it. They walked they, a fair bit of it. it was yeah. parts of it. To yeah. get the, the, I mean, the, all I can say is that, like, obviously, like with a movie, you know, like um, Castaway, you know, they had Tom Hanks specifically lose a ton of weight well, for it to be CGI realistic. It, but I'm sorry, Hurley lost. Yeah, Hurley. Never There's only lost. so many coconuts yeah. you can eat, people. Yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah. Or no, Aaron from um from Resurrection that he never lost weight walking up and down the coast. Sammy. That always pissed me off. And what pissed me off even more is the actor has since lost all the weight. Since really? Yeah, he was on. He's on. If you ever want, if you want a good laugh, there's an episode of The Good Wife he was just on, and the plot line is is that the judge wants this jury seated by 4 o'clock because he has concert tickets so that he rushes the jurors on without asking any questions. And Aaron's character as a juror, um, he ha- I forget, there's something wrong with him and he's either going deaf or has a neurological condition, but he hears people talking in, like, word salad. Yeah. Like, it's, because you're listening to it and it's the actors just saying nonsense, but from Aaron's perspective, and he's trying to fake that he knows what they're talking about, and the judge is, like, saying things to him with, it, like, because you, you can tell he can, like, read lips or something, but it, he almost throws the case, and it's the guy who plays Aaron, and he just has that scared look on his face the whole time, but he lost a great deal of weight because he walked up and down the coast. Yeah. You know, so many times. Yeah. yeah. We're really ending on that. I feel bad now. That was my final. Well, and on something even worse, or something kind of amusing. What's that? Liquid. Greece apparently has decided that, uh, that Germany uh-huh. owes them 279 billion euros what? as reparations <clears throat> for World War II. What? I think that's just because Greece has no money. Exactly. Like, they have a really, they're billing, they're, they're billing them now? Yeah. I don't okay. think I don't think that's gonna. Work. What were they doing in the fifties? Look, <laughs> the reparations during paid in nineteen sixty were not enough. Well, well, Bob, just because you, I know how much you like Burger King. Oh, you saw? Oh, I love Burger. King. Oh, I love that. I, I saw this one on on my Facebook trending feed. The top thing is company to pay for wedding of a man named Burger to a woman named King. I saw that. <laughs> really? Yeah, there you go. Once you see that, you can. Oh, I see that. You think when they first met, they said, wouldn't it be funny if... And they, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny? And they hyphenated. And they hyphenated. <laughs> well, that's why I... I it's terrible. I used to see this girl in high school. Her name is Amy. I'm like, we can never be married. What? Amy Fisher. Oh. Yeah, you can't do it. No, that wouldn't work. Mm. No, you can't do it. Well, that's a great way to end Fisher. this episode of Point of View Weekly. We hope you guys you've enjoyed blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this week's episode. Mm-hmm. For those of you in the live chat, the few of you are here, we thank you for joining us. Yay, and those, Mooney! Yay, Mooney. <laughs> for those of you who are listening to the recording, we hope you enjoyed it as well. We'll be sure to let you guys know by next Saturday, when we, or I'm sorry, this Saturday, when we'll be recording next week. So be sure to check out the Facebook page for more information about that. And until then, uh, from all of us at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sue. And we'll catch you guys next week. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. Bye.
<laughs> Bye. <coughs> Bye. Maybe we should still do it. Bye.